Well, our football coverage is uh, sponsored by the following uh, businesses that are helping us bring you all these fantastic football season we're about to bring you. So I want to start out with Kyoto Transmissions and Repair. They're a brand new sponsor. Uh, super happy to have them on board. Flint Cliffs Manufacturing of beautiful Burlington, Iowa. Wester Drug of Wilton Manufacturing. Jen Fagan, your neighbor's insurance agent of Kyoto, Iowa. Home Plate Sports Cards of Oskaloosa, Iowa. Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa, B&B Propane, R&B Brake Sports Cards, Richardson's Tech Solutions of Richland, Iowa, and if you want to uh, help sponsor one of the teams, give us a call. We'll put you right in there. We have everybody's favorite, Scotty Melvin. Uh, he's got a Power 5 ranking show here, Scotty's Power 5. Welcome to the program, Scotty. Good afternoon, Dave. How are you? Well, you've been pouring through the rosters. You've been listening to the coaches, and uh, you got a preliminary. You're looking at. You've been looking at the rosters, and you're putting together some kind of a preliminary report on, you know, who you expect to be pretty dang good this year. That's correct. I'm, uh, and I probably could have done this, you know, nine months ago when the season concluded, as far as having a little bit of an idea who's bringing back who and, and all that stuff. If, if everything held to form and the same kids that went out last year that are still in high school are coming out again this year. Um, and let me explain to the listeners real quick what I'm doing here. I stole this idea off of uh, legendary Chris Dewar, the sportscaster down at KHQA Quincy TV station. Um, I grew up watching him. I think he might've started there when I was in high school and he does his entire area. He ranks everybody. I think his is more of a power 10, if you will. Uh, but he, he's full-time at this and I'm part-time. So uh, <laughs> mine's going to be shortened a bit. So we're going to do a power five. And what this is, this is not based on what class you are. Uh, I'm sorry, which classification you are or anything like that. It's just a, a who's showing us the most uh, respect respectively to, to what they're doing uh, with their schedule. And, um, you know, like I was telling you earlier, it's going to have a little bit of a what have you done for me lately flavor. Um, you don't have to be an undefeated team. Once we get, you know, going into the season, you might have lost some games early, tripped up, whatever. But if you get a big upset or something like that, I'm going to throw you in there. Um, if the number one team that I've got on my little list, and let me remind everyone, this is just for fun. Um, you know, everybody's willing to, who wants to do it, can make their own list, and I'd be happy to hear their thoughts too. But uh, I'm not saying that if I put an eight-man team, let's say Winfield Mountain Union is rolling through their schedule and we're in week six or whatever, I'm not saying that they could go down to Burlington and beat an undefeated Greyhounds team that plays in 4A in a in a rugged district there. You know what I mean? It's not a it's not a, uh, a rankings based on that, but rather what is the team doing uh, in respects to their schedule and what's been put in front of them to deal with for their season. So that's kind of the, the flavor of it. And uh, my first one, we'll call it, you can call it week zero, or you can call it the preview power five, whatever. This one, I'm making up a list of five that I think will be teams from Southeast Iowa. And remember, we're going to include honorary members, uh, Wilton, Linville Sully, even though they may not be traditional Southeast Iowa covered you know, teams. I think we could throw Oskaloosa in there as well as Appella Christian because That's they good. can. Those show. are teams we cover, you know, and even have sponsors for teams. So, so, so we'll just call it a round guy radio uh, slash <laughs> Southeast Iowa, whatever you want to call it, Power Five. Okay. But uh, 
what I'm going to do with this first one, these, this list I've come up with, these are the teams that I think will likely have the best shot at last standing when everything's said and done. And we know that whatever I think means absolutely nothing. I'm a complete idiot. What they could do on the field and, and how they finish their season will determine where people are ranked. And we all know how that, that plays out and it can only be done on the field. But in my mind, this is the list, buddy, that uh, I think will be quite possibly the last few teams from our area or the round guy coverage area uh, standing when it comes down to playoffs, postseason, whatever. I'll start with number five, and I had to give this one a tie. And it's going to be in the number five spot for week zero, Mediapolis and Sigourney Kyoto. Those two teams, I think, are uh, a lot alike on paper. They, they graduated some significant talent, but they bring back a bunch. They have question marks, but they've got some established players returning. They've got depth. Uh, Mediapolis got bumped up into 2A, yet I think that their district might be this year better for them to navigate than the one they played in a year ago. So I give them a good shot at making a deep postseason run. And I think the same for Sigourney Kyoto with the only real challenger, I think, in this district. And I could be wrong for Sigourney Kyoto. It would be Pella Christian. So a lot depends on how that game plays out when they get to it. I agree. Those three teams to me are, are all potentially last man standing teams. Yeah, why don't we just throw Pella Christian in there too? Let's make number five a three-way. <laughs> well, since since we haven't we don't have any data to go on, I I, I would think those are three pretty great schools, really. Well, this is all pie in the sky at this point. We don't. We, well, don't we haven't had any, we don't have any data to go on, but uh, uh, we do have last year's results, and that's what we went on last year. So, but yeah, but, and that factors in a little bit too. Uh, you kind of want to reward teams that did well last year and had a, had a good showing out um as as they uh you know advanced deep a year ago and and these teams did that uh mediapolis and sigourney kyoto in fact you know sigourney kyoto is the one that barely bounced them in overtime so the bulldogs only exited one round earlier i could see a similar thing happening this year although it won't be against each other because they're in different classes now so that brings me to number four and now i'm down to single teams that fifth spot was hard um i i I'll get to some others to watch after we make this list, and I'll explain a little bit there what I'm thinking. Number four, I've got the Waco Warriors. And I think they could just as easily fill any spot in the top five when this thing all hashes out by the end of the season. And throughout the season, I expect them to have a shot at moving up this list. Um, they have extreme depth, extreme size, extreme athleticism. And I think they're going to sneak up on some people because with uh, the graduation of a Simeon Reichenbach and a Drew Deers and a Mason Miller and so many others, Odie Sheffenshoot, I think people are sleeping on these guys. And I think it's going to be a big mistake. And I expect to see them uh, have a great season and make a deep run, quite possibly again this fall in the postseason. Well, I'm feeling your list so far. Number three. This is one of our honorary members because uh, they can't be ignored. They graduated some talent as well, but they made it to the Dome a year ago in Class A. I can see it happening again. I don't see a lot of roadblocks in their district or on their schedule as far as the regular season goes, and that's our Linville Sully Hawks, our friends from up north and to the west. I think the Hawks um, are a solid number three as far as a preseason Power 5 ranking goes, um, and I think that they will prove that uh, – I'm not too uh, far off the mark there uh, as the season gets underway. Well, they're a dome team. You know, you got to respect the teams that uh, 
uh, went to the dome, and man, they're good. Well, I mean, they, they graduated some guys, but they bring back a, a great nucleus, including the uh, Class A state's leading rusher, quarter down harder. The only guy even close to him, uh, as far as rushing totals, and I mean real close, was Cade Namagon of Columbus. Um, and both these guys played in a lot of blowouts and could easily top the 2,000-yard mark a year ago, and I expect both of them to probably do that this year. Well, wouldn't shock me, that brings me to number two. We're getting out of the nitty gritty here. Number two, this is my top eight man team. As far as the preview goes, week zero, and I'm going with the Winfield Mount Union Wolves. I said uh, for a long time, I thought that this year with the star power they have, if they could get a little help on depth, and I still don't know the full story on that yet, but I do know there's some young kids that contributed last year that are going to contribute a lot more this year. I think uh, Cam and Abram, and Eli and uh, Cooper are going to get some more help. I know they graduated some really great linemen, but if they can get those spots uh, secured and, you know, it's eight man. So you're only talking handful of guys that need to anchor that part of things. Um, I think the sky's the limit for the Wolves this year. I said it'd be the year of the Wolf. This is the last hurrah for uh, some of the, maybe one of the, the, the greatest classes in the last 30 years of athletes at a small school from this area. And uh, I can't wait to see how this thing plays out. We're going to learn a lot about them right off the bat, but especially by week three when they face off with my number four Waco Warriors here, uh, we could see some shimmying going on in this list by then, if not before. Well, expectations are certainly high for the Winfield Mount Union Wolves all across the state. But uh, the talent is there uh, undoubtedly. Yeah. And, uh, those two boys have been playing together a long time. Their senior season ought to be something to remember. They've got a lot of help, but I mean, I, I don't know if it's happened before in the state of Iowa. Have, have we seen two solid Division One, and I mean big-time Division One football players on the same eight-man high school team? I don't know if that's been done before, and, and we're talking skill guys to boot. You know, I mean, yeah, Abram plays defensive end on – on defense, but he's a kid that uh, contributes big time tight end and, and even takes handoffs from the backfield on offense. And Cam Buffington's the state's leading returning rusher. Um, that is one heck of a powerful offensive punch just out of two guys. And there's only six other positions on the field at any given time in that uh, eight man class. This is uh, if, if it's not unprecedented, I'd be surprised, and it's going to be something special. We'll be keeping a real close eye on those guys and, and rooting for them big time to have a, a, you know, go out with a bang in our senior year here. Well, I got an idea who your number one is. Number one was little doubt for me for a long time after what I saw last year. They shocked me the first time I walked into the stadium early in the season. Um, I knew that something was brewing over there, but I didn't realize what I was going to be in for. And I know they fell just a, a tiny bit short on a couple of goals a year ago, but there was so much youth on this team. The Columbus Wildcats are my number one uh, inaugural week zero power five. I expect them to hang on to this spot, possibly, possibly all regular season and beyond. Uh, if, if not, they're certainly going to probably be in this power five list. I fully expect the full eight weeks of the regular season. Um, they just bring back too much. They've got offense. They've got defense. They're going to be an absolute nightmare, man. I don't know what you think, Dave, but, and, and I don't know the full story yet. I'll have to talk to coach Leckler again, 
as far as their defensive backfield goes. But when you're talking line and linebackers on defense, and then when you're talking on line and, and backs on offense, uh, these guys are just an absolute nightmare for any Class A team to try to prepare for out there in the entire state of Iowa. I expect a really deep run, a really memorable year from these guys. Um, and I cannot wait to catch them in person week one against Mediapolis, who, like I said, is my, one of my number five uh, ranked teams here. And uh, we'll find out a lot that first week. Well, I'm sure excited. Uh, Coach Leck was uh, uh, interview with us is so far number one, but the Waco one, the, the Sigourney one, with the Mount Union one, uh, they're all doing really, really good. I mean, yeah. they are pushing. Uh, 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 they were first up there, or one of the earlier ones. But uh, man, it's just people are just nuts about this football season. Scott, are you hearing people talking to you about what they're about uh, the season about ready to start? It's a hot topic, you know, and, and ever since I moved to Iowa, I, you know, I initially was in the Mount Pleasant area for a good long time. And this was back when Mount Pleasant was a power year in and year out. Uh, you know, there was a lot of excitement down there, a lot of fan following full stands on Friday nights. Um, I know some of the other schools around here had the same thing. I just don't know if, if I remember an era in my time here in Iowa where there's been so many teams with so much potential. Um, it's really got the entire corner buzzing down here. And, of course, you know, getting to the Dome is quite an elusive thing. But uh, we've got a handful of teams that got a realistic shot here. And, uh, yeah, the, the excitement might be off the charts in a way I've not personally seen in all my time here in Iowa. And I'd like to, th you know, think that maybe we're helping out with all of this uh, pumping up we're doing on the podcast. <laughs> well, as long as they keep listening, I'm going to keep doing it. Uh, but, uh, um, well, well uh, let's talk about maybe some teams – that might surprise people, people that might make a little bit of a run. Yeah, I made a, I made a short list of what I'd call the others to watch and teams that I expect to, to maybe bump up into my list here as the season uh, starts to grind on because, like I said, I'm going to reward a team that, that has a, a maybe a big rivalry game or uh, an upset or something like that. Um, for instance, you know, we've got right off the bat in my list of five, you got Columbus and Mediapolis, a one versus five going at it. Game one. Well, if Mediapolis ekes this out by, say, a field goal or something like that, I'm not necessarily bumping Columbus out of the top spot because there's a Class A team going against a really powerful 2A team. So those kinds of things will factor in, and I'll do that for you know any any team um, in the area that's uh, maybe gets off to a rough start or something, but but uh, shows us some, some real metal on a Friday night in a big game or something like that. So my short list, and we'll see what you think about these teams. And no particular order. I've got Burlington. And the reason I'm well, going to put some of these teams just out of that top five to start with, it's because they've got such tough districts to navigate, and Burlington's one of those teams. The four A's and the five A's and the three A's, they got it rough. They uh, do. To yep. get very far. You know, I mean, let's face it, we had one team make it to the playoffs last year out of that. Yeah. Classes, so. Or out of the top three classes. But – uh, that doesn't mean that, you know, you got a, a, a shizzle down there that you might not sizzle. That's right. Uh, they'll, they'll have their moments, and uh, I expect them to crack into this Power 5. At some point during the season, all it's going to take is a big win, and I might throw them in at number 5 or 4 or, or higher, depending on what's going on with everybody else, because we don't know what to expect. We can we can speculate all we want, but it'll be decided out on the field. Well, I'm with you on that. they got a good – if you got a good running back – uh, 
you got a shot, man, in this league. Yeah, you do. Um, and there's a lot of that out there. And if, if you're hard-nosed and you put it together, and this 3A especially um, district that our team's playing down here, and granted, it's kind of busted up right now with Fairfield going to the west and, and Mount Vernon and Assumption being down here with the old gang, the old Southeast Iowa Conference teams. Um, it, it's going to be rough for our local teams. But I, I can tell you that over the years, and you can vouch for this, those teams beat each other up, and there's no way to predict who's going to come out on top on any given Friday night when those, all those schools get together. It is because generally the, the talent level, I think, is, is fairly even, and uh, anything can happen. So I'm, I've got my eye on several 3A teams from down here. Keokuk, Washington, and Fairfield being those three that I think could make some noise, could surprise some people. Yeah. I mean, we just – there's just so many changes in those – deals and changes in who's playing who and uh which is a good real good early uh non-conference schedule it's going to be super exciting uh but you know you just never know uh, every time i get done talking to a coach i'm convinced they're going to win the state championship because hope springs eternal at this moment uh i have yeah. no friggin idea you know there's a lot of teams though that i think that could uh uh could surprise people um and there's some teams I don't know that much about it. I'm supposed to be talking to the Wapolo Indians coach, but he's got a, there's a new coach and a, you know, some new players and, and sometimes that's good. Sometimes that's bad. Sometimes it takes them a little bit to get it together, but uh, I'm sure ready to, to actually see some teams play. And then I'll have no, uh, who else is on that list? That's all we're going to be able to do. And just real quick, since you brought up Wapolo, they're one that I left off because of so many question marks, because of a new coach, because of a district that contains Columbus and Lisbon. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be tough, but not impossible. And we don't know what they've got until they get out there and show us. And Lisbon so, might be good, too. Uh, yeah, there generally are. Um, there's a myriad of teams. Pekin could make a big big move this year uh getting to them uh they're in my just off the top five one that i expect to very possibly crack into these power rankings throughout the season uh maybe an in and out team for all i know or maybe a solid one i don't know a solid top five team we we just don't know yet but they're definitely on my uh list of others to watch just outside the top five as we kick things off here uh, Mid Prairie, I've got them in there too. Um, I think the district Mid Prairie plays in is is a toss up, my opinion, between them and Minneapolis. I think one of those two teams is going to run that district and be one of my top five uh, headed into the playoffs here. We'll see. Well, they they got a new coach. They got some and they lost some players. They got some good players, but they just consistently are always winners. You know, yeah. when aren't they winners? I mean, well, and and their new coach is accustomed to winning on the basketball yeah. <laughs> side of things. So this is this is a guy who knows how to coach, um, and we'll see how it translates to football. But I don't see any reason why there should be any kind of a a major uh, retooling after Coach Kavanaugh's retirement. No. Nope. Um. Uh, the one that I've got, and I know you're going to be right there with me, that uh, I think is going to easily spend time in the Power Five this year. And I just about threw them in at number five. The only thing keeping them out is the district they play in is still rugged as can be. But I think they're going to do well in it this year. And that's a Wilton Beavers team that is going oh, to yeah. a bunch of young fellas. No, they, are they 2A? No, they're 1A. 
they will be 1A, and they'll still be playing the West Branch and the, uh, I believe the Beckman Catholic and Iowa City Regina. You know, it's a, it's a very rugged district, and I think that they will be one of the uh, the top dogs in it. But uh, it's going to be rough, and it's going to be rougher than what some of our local teams have down here, especially in the smaller classes, I think, well, week they, to week. They're up there, you know, where the big boys are, so that's who they play. Yeah. But uh, if they, if they, uh, they got the young legs. Exactly. They got the young legs, so uh, I got high hopes for them, and uh, uh, I'm not the only one. There's a lot of buzz around the state about that team. Well, they, like you said, the young legs, but those young legs got a ton of experience and, and really a good taste of success last year. You could have 2,000-yard backs. Yeah. I mean, maybe two 1,500-yard backs. I mean, they got Weapons uh, at receiver and a, and a heck of a quarterback and Drew Keith to boot. All you know, and all these kids got a ton of experience last year, thrown into the fire. And yeah, they were a young team last year, and they made a lot of noise early. And then they played a, you know, they already played those West Branches and and everybody that's big and and media or uh, uh, yeah, they'll they'll mix it up pretty well. Uh, well we we touted that district as maybe the toughest in all classes across the state from top to bottom. And I think that's going to hold true again this year. Although with Nolan DeLong graduated from Durant, I, I think they'll take a step back there. But uh, outside of that school, <laughs> that it's just as rugged as ever. Well, is there another team on this list? That's all I've got for uh, because I wanted to keep it short. I mean, you know, I could, I could do the Chris Deer thing and, and talk about every team that we that we try to cover down this way and, and beyond. But uh, you know, again, this is not my full time job, so I've got to. <laughs> I've got to put it well, somewhere. I'm sure you you had to scratch out some time uh, uh, thinking about this. Well, uh, Scotty, you and I are going to actually get to see some heads thumping, some hopping and popping. Uh, when the Washington Demons take on these here Muscatine, uh, uh, Ty Cozart and company up uh, coming to town, what is, that's next Friday night. Uh, um, are you are you ready for some football? I am ready, and, and it's just a scrimmage, and it won't be uh, anything as crazy intense as a normal Friday night. But the kids will be getting after it a little bit, and they'll be competing against somebody besides each other. And uh, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I spoke to Ty Cozart just a little bit ago. Um, telling him that, hey, we're going to be there to see him in Washington with our, our hometown demons here, at least my hometown demons. And, you're, yeah, uh, you're but, part of the school system. Yeah, that's true. I am uh, I am a demon myself. <laughs> <laughs> you're on yeah, the payroll. But, you know, and I, and I want to talk about a few of their players as well. So I, I'm real excited to meet Ty in person finally. Um, just in case I'm not able to get to a Muskies game this year, it's a great chance to see him compete a little bit, at least get some practice in, a few reps and whatnot against the demons there. But man, when you look through the this is why I've got the demons on the on the short list of others to watch for the power five. Yes, this district's gonna be tough with Mount Vernon and Assumption and uh, the other traditional Southeast Iowa teams that they'll have to, you know, play against on Friday nights. But I've watched some of these kids grow up, Dave, and uh, I'm looking at the roster and how much they've grown. One I'll bring up Summit Keith. This young man, he'd tell you if, if you met him in person. I've known him since before he was a teenager. I watched this kid come in and lift weights on his own, preteen. This kid's been grinding on the weights since he was a little kid. And now he, he's playing varsity football for the Washington Demons. 
he's six foot five now, according to the roster. And, and he would tell you that yeah, every time I see Scotty, he tells me, geez, you got taller since the last time I saw you. And it's a fact that kid's been shooting up like a weed for, for some years now. And, and now uh, he, he's looking quite formidable as far as uh, an athlete goes here. And he'll be contributing this year for the Demons. And uh, Lucas Ricky, and I heard um, on your interview with Coach Eric that Lucas uh, vying for this, the running back spot. I don't know if he'll be the starter or be platooning or what. But I'll tell you, that's another um, weight room warrior. Dave, I was the guy who spotted him a few years ago. He's a senior in high school now, this fall. But at 13 years of age, that kid bench pressed 300 pounds, and I know it because I was the guy that was hovering over him, making sure he didn't drop it on himself. 300 pounds, if you can imagine a 13-year-old kid doing that. And uh, so seeing these kids grow up and, and hitting their senior year, their junior year here for the Demons and getting out to watch them play uh, Friday night, even though it's a scrimmage, I'm looking forward to that. I'll see him, of course, uh, throughout the season. Um, I expect them to, to do pretty well this year. I, I know they graduated some talent from last year, especially with uh, with uh, Mr. Patterson uh, off to college to play baseball. But uh, the Demons might just reload, uh, you know, and be and be really good this fall. They got a bunch of guys out. I got to see them practice. It was hot. It was up in the 90s, and the humidity was just palpable. But those guys were popping. I mean, they were – on the field showing the coach what they had. Coach Eric had a, his staff all spread out. They had these amazing managers, Scott, that was filling up water bottles and hustling them out there and keeping the guy. You would have been, you'd have been proud of those young young men. And, and the same there in uh, uh, Waco when I went and seen them. They're, I mean, those were the hardest working guys out there, man. Uh, it takes more than just the players to make this happen. And uh, a lot of great comp- contributions, isn't it? Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think they're set up well. I don't know what the depth is like exactly. Their roster doesn't look like it's huge, but uh, the Demons do have some 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 kids that uh, got some significant playing time a year ago, and I think will do real well. Luke Bean Blossom, Logan McDowell, a quarterback. I'm excited to see what uh, what he'll bring to the table this year. Casey Evans, uh, I think he'll probably rotate with Lucas back there, and I, I think Coach Eric does like to run a couple of backs if possible or more. I think. Uh, they're they're more of a power team than they were in the past when uh, when Coach Harris was there, who's off to uh, North Liberty now. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited for the Demons team. I'm excited to get to watch them to play here Friday uh, at the scrimmage. I'm going to get there early, buddy, because I'll be in town anyway. I'll be off work. I'll hit the gym. I believe JV scrimmage starts at like four o'clock, so I'll probably mosey over there. Oh, sometime after that, and catch some of the JV, and then for sure be hovering around for the varsity there at seven. Well, well, it says the JV starts at five thirty, but he told me five. But okay. Okay. I'm gonna try to get there and uh, uh, do some play-by-play there for the JV game because it might be kind of getting crowded for the varsity game. But I'm I'm really really excited about it. I thought that was a great chance for us to see a uh, Muscatine because uh, they were they were so close for us. Scott, your your list is fantastic. Like I say. There's a lot of teams out there. Uh, I think Cardinal's going to make a step up. I think Pekin's position to make a step up. Um, Columbus, you know, they, they some of these teams are replacing their quarterbacks, and Columbus is one of them. So I'm going to have to, you know, see that work, you know. Uh, but, boy, do they have the talent, don't they? They do. And uh, the, the nice thing about the wing tee is if you got a, a kid that works well at the center can carry out some fakes, um, and just once in a while throw 
a decent pass, you're okay. So I don't expect a lot to change for Columbus that way. They'll surely be missing Tristan Miller, but uh, Riley Kelberg is uh, gonna. He's gonna he's definitely. Well, uh, what's the deal with this Kelberg? I heard he's strong as a bull. Well, I don't know what his numbers are uh, as far as weightlifting goes and stuff, and I don't honestly, I don't know how much that even really means. But uh, when we're talking how it translates to football, it's impressive and all that. But the kid is uh, a weight room warrior. All those Columbus kids are, man. Uh, they're putting up good numbers. They're they're. Well, who's this? Kate is Kate Namagon's dad that started that culture of weightlifting and being strong and being effective with it. Yeah, and I'd love to get him on here sometime, Coach Amagon. Um, he's my coach. He coached me unofficially um, and sporadically on how to uh, pose for my bodybuilding competition. And uh, so I got to kind of attribute my uh, success at that to him because um, there were some things I was having trouble figuring out. And he, he was very patient and uh, easy to follow his directions and – very enthusiastic, positive guy. Um, yeah, I tell you, I, I guarantee you, it's no small reason that some of the success Columbus is having is because they've got him in the weight room with those boys doing the strength and conditioning. And and uh, it's just a perfect storm. Coaches, uh, kids that are interested, the community behind them. Yeah, Columbus is poised for big things. Riley is uh, going to really make a name for himself this year. Caden will be the feature, I'm sure, but Go back and watch some tape, people, on Riley Kaleberg. A few times he got to carry the ball, spell on those guys last year that were ahead of him. And, uh, boy, you're going to see a lot more of that this year. Real Smart Video's got some pretty impressive uh, – he's in it, you know. Everybody's impressive. Uh, Simeon Reichenbach's pretty impressive in that video. We'll be missing him. Well, Scott, anything else you want to talk about before we uh, uh, call it a day? I think that's it for now. I, uh, I'm i sure my excitement's coming across here. I'm knocking the rust off of talking football, um, trying to make wacky predictions. <laughs> I can't wait for some more of that on our weekly uh, Beat the Round Guy show. And oh, yeah. I expect this list of mine to go through some changes, and I expect some people to disagree with it. And like I said, uh, I'm a complete idiot. Uh, these mean nothing. They're just for fun. And I encourage anyone that wants to make one of their own to go for it. Man, we've got Twitter. We've got We've got uh, podcasts. Anybody that wants to get involved in this stuff, you're welcome to do it. Well, I'm also excited about Mount Pleasant. I just want to throw that in there. They got a Thank seems you. like they got a lot of things moving forward. All right. Well, that's all the time we have, folks. Thanks for being with us.